We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. He scores every time he starts. Oh, that's not true. Or at least in the Premier League. Well, Four middle anyway. Fine. So yeah, he's a 100% success rate. You're right. Maybe I should start him. <laughs> Who needs Sergio Aguero? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Chelsea are champions since last we spoke. Uh, I am Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Uh, Andrew, it seems like it's been like uh, 20 games have been played since we last talked, Uh, but Chelsea are champions, uh, as I said before. Uh, I'll get to my first of three stories that I want to share. Um, we also had, uh, well, for me, I personally, I had the semifinals of the Taga League, and basically since Chelsea played on Friday, I um, enjoyed the celebrations and didn't really check anything on Saturday. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So you're out. I just, yes, I was out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had Kieran Gibbs starting. I had a whole bunch of non-starter starting and i and i apologize to i apologize to john wallen only uh because i'm sure he just didn't want to see kevin devries win uh, i've actually lost to kevin devries every time i played him this season i think wow so uh he's just had my number but uh to be honest i didn't if i had to do it all over again i wouldn't have celebrated so hard actually you know what that's a lie yeah. i totally would have yeah you definitely uh, would. This, this, this is when real life took over fantasy life okay now now, given that it's been a while since Arsenal have won a major championship of any kind, if you if you had the opportunity to you know go out and celebrate all night uh, your favorite team winning, or get a good night's sleep and get ready for a semifinal of a fantasy soccer championship, which side would you choose? Yeah, I would have celebrated. Okay, all right. So at least okay. So not as awkward of social situations as number one. Okay, I have I have too many stories. Um. I'll give you a choice, Andrew. Would you like to hear human relations story or animal relations story first? Even though humans are animals, but we'll just separate. Uh, I will save the animals for last. Okay. So I've been so yeah, I've been I've been more social at work recently, getting to know my coworkers, and what I've determined is that the reason why, as you get older, 
and I'm not old by any means. I'm 31 years old, right? So if if you know, as people get older, they don't the patience level for like that initial getting to know somebody stage, like how far can I push certain jokes? What kind of topics is this person interested in? They just don't have the time for it. And what I've noticed, but at least with myself, is I I don't care about what jokes I extend or I, basically my filter is just basically gone. And I'll give you one example, and there are many. Um, so recently I was at a social event for work, and someone kept saying, oh, you know, uh, my partner and I, my partner and I, my partner and I, and, you know, and then, you know, and, and she was a female, and, you know, I... I, I, I and then she also and then she said yeah and Kevin does this and Kevin does that uh, his real name actually isn't Kevin I'm just protecting if, just in case somebody actually <laughs> uh, listens from work uh, but and then and then I basically ask instantly I'm like oh so if you so why do you refer to him as your partner and not let's just say boyfriend and then she responds like with a little bit of agitation because I don't want to fall into that heteronormative behavior I'm like is it heteronormative or just an apt description of somebody? Like, at what point are you being heteronormative, and what point are you being, you know, just, you know, just describing somebody, right? Like, I would just say I am a white guy. You don't have to say that I have a pale complexion. Like, it, it's just not necessary. Um, yeah, that ended that conversation. I probably won't talk to that person for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> well, what, what did, I, did I? Was I too forward? Was I too um, abrasive? Was that would that have been considered abrasive? Uh, I think any follow up would have been considered abrasive. So I yes. went too far. Yeah. Okay. Slightly. That's I mean, it's not really... like it. I, I wouldn't think that's like offensive. Maybe because I'm not in her situation, but like, I don't know. That's uh, a slippery I, I, slope for a lot of things. I get. Uh, uh, I guess I'm not Brooklyn enough. Then I guess. Yeah, that's probably uh, what it is. That, that, even though I think this person lives in Queens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> however, however, human relations story number two, and this has the, this is the update having to do with the shoes, mm. um, which so we still the, haven't gotten a picture of. I will tell you why. Yeah. Um, so the artist actually follows me on social media outlets, which I did not know. And the reason why he follows me on social media is because he listens to the podcast. Oh, uh-oh. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that second one is the is the reaction that I was looking for. Um, yes, so because uh, because the artist does actually, you know, follow and subscribe, I do, you know, I, I, it, it's just a personal taste and I didn't like it. So I don't really want to perpetuate it and actually pile on because this person actually pays attention and will know and just – it, it, just just for the protection of the artist, I am not going to uh, share pictures. It's, it just wouldn't be appropriate, even for me. Even though, I mean, you've already dug your grave and jumped in it. I'm not sure what the well. I, I don't. I don't really. You know, I don't want to pile the dirt on top of myself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've I've done enough. Uh, everyone knows my everyone knows my opinions on it. I I, I missed my window of opportunity to share it because I've, you know I waited a day and then when the podcast came out hey what it does on the silver lining is that a lot of people listen to the podcast apparently or at least one other person at that we know of hey that's one more than i thought of yesterday hmm. and this isn't even like a sports person hmm must be a mistake you must have clicked the wrong button <laughs> yeah. or like one of those people on twitter who follows like eighteen thousand people yeah, he just uh, so, subscribes to podcasts to make us all feel better. Okay, all right, another awkward story. All right, now 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 I got to go back to another awkward story. Um, so someone was recently, someone recently tweeted out a bunch of like picture tweets of like someone following them, and then that person then tweeted at that famous person who happened to be Mike Tarico in this case, saying, "Hey, we have to work on a collaboration soon." La da 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 da. And I responded on the Facebook post saying. He has no interest in you whatsoever. He just wants to follow back so his follower count goes up. This is a marketing ploy, not an actual reaching out to you. <laughs> um, too direct? <laughs> you said this to Mike Tarico or the other guy? The other person. The non-famous person. Wait, what was the background? This non-famous person was following Mike Tarico. This non-famous person got followed by Mike Tarico. Oh, oh, oh. And then 
then the non-famous person tweeted at Mike Tirico, hey, we have to start collaborating. Gotcha. And then I responded with what I responded with. Like, this, he has no interest in you personally. How did it's you, just for a follow-back. How did you come upon this? Uh, Facebook posts. There, I am friends with the non-famous person. Ah, ah, ah. There we go. Okay. Um, but was I too direct? Yes. Was that too harsh? Yes. But you should ask these questions before you do these things, not after. Well, I don't. Um, <laughs> but but uh, someone needs to tell someone the truth, right? No, it's the internet. There's no. They don't. They need to believe everything is possible. That's what's the dis- animals. What's the animal story? I was bit by my neighbor's dog really hard yesterday. Ooh, you gonna see? And him? I was. What? You I'm sorry. Them? No. Well, hold on. I don't want to get that. First of all, no, I'm not going to sue the person. No. I didn't require like any like major medical work. It, it is not pretty yet. nasty. Who knows? Who knows? No, it's pretty. It's pretty gnarly. I mean, it's it it, it broke skin. Instant instant inflammation. Like the, there was the, this was hard. Hmm. Um, was it, it hurt for. I'm sorry. Was it a puggle? It was a German Shepherd, at least a part German Shepherd, hmm. but it looks very much like a German Shepherd. Okay. Um, a so a sizable, sizable bite force, considering the size of the dog. Yep. Now, I would, and I, I, all I did was walk home from the gym. I did barely even saw the dog at all. I was just walking home with my head down, listening to music, and and so of, and you know, basically, I was really, I was like throwing obscenities around as I walked back into the house after being bit by the dog, and then I was basically like, okay, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do, and. You know, obviously, like there's the reporting the dog situation that you could go through, but I don't want to necessarily condemn this dog to die because mm-hmm. that could happen if you report the dog. And considering the bite, and if they looked at it, that is a real possibility for this dog. And so I tried to, so I was discussing it with the owner's mother, and the owner's mother was saying, "Yeah, and the other day, you know, when I told you to wait outside while I put the dog away, that's the reason why." And I'm like, "So you know that this dog bites people, but yet you don't put a muzzle on it or do anything for prevention." Like you're not only endangering me, you're endangering anyone else that comes around this dog. And furthermore, what if I was a child? Mm. Like that bite would have done very serious damage. Like, so you were just you like know? walking by and the dog like went out and bit you? Yeah. Huh. And and, and jumped up to do it because yeah. it got me like right near the elbow. So it wasn't like on the leg like a nip, like a playful thing. This was – Yeah, they would definitely put that dog down. Yeah, and so – you know, and this is my animal relations awkwardness, right? I just don't know what to do. I'm crippled by my compassion for this animal that, hey, this animal doesn't, you know, may not necessarily deserve to die if it was just like a one-time thing. But, you know, what sh- I mean, should the steps be like if I don't see a muzzle on the dog next time I see it, then to report it because they're not doing anything? Like I honestly just don't know what to do. And it's it's a helpless feeling. And I, I, I wasn't like emotionally shaken or anything. You know, it kind of physically hurt, but – what what cripples me is the compassion that I have for this animal, and I don't know what's best for it because I'm not, not the dog's owner. I'm not – I have no real affiliation with the dog up until the, when he bit me. <laughs> right. So I don't really know what my level of involvement should be with determining the fate of this animal. I got nothing for you on that one. Well, uh, if anyone on the Twitter sphere actually has any advice or has gone through this before, feel free to tweet the show. Uh, I would much rather talk about this than an artist's shoes. How's that? <laughs> I agree. Uh, so story time. So story time with Mike Gottlieb is over, and we do have a lot of soccer to get through. Um, there isn't too much drama in the last weekend of the Premier League, considering that it's Arsenal trying to do something positive, and that typically tends to not happen when the pressure's on. Andrew. <sighs> Well, I mean, they were all but ruled out three or four weeks ago, and now here we are in the last game week, and they still have a chance. Well, you know, Andrew, I've been playing that. I've been playing that plot for you, and you're like, "Come on, it's Arsenal." I know, and I told you it's going to wait until the absolute last minute. Yeah. All right. So we will get to Arsenal and the rest of the games, but before we do so, I do just want to say. This is a different kind of game week uh, when we go through the actual games themselves. Uh, we'll probably try to point out some lower price guys, especially if you're doing daily, um, because it's like week 17 of the NFL for if you do fantasy NFL and fantasy football North Americano. Uh, <laughs> or that would be Norte Americano, excuse right. me. That's terrible Spanglish. Um, so if you. You know, so you know when we go through these games, you're going to hear a lot of names that you don't normally hear, and that's the reason why. Uh, we do try to give you the most current advice for the current game week in which you are playing. 
it all starts and ends at the same time. We're within about minutes of each other. Uh, it all starts on Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, I guess we'll get to Arsenal last. We should get to Arsenal Liverpool last. What do you, sure. is that, does that work for you? Yeah. Okay. All right, so we'll start over at Vicarage Road where Watford uh, hosts Manchester City, who have all but secured third place. Uh, not a real surprise that Man City – uh, secured third place i mean they they were the third best team uh when you start looking at potential options with uh, you know for example kalechi ianacho is he someone who they're going to try to showcase for any potential moves in the summer no i don't i don't think they're in a position to be showcasing for that no i think they're going to go out to try to win just to ensure I, one point gets them um one third. point basically gets them third but because there goals is, yeah. right but one point I mean, the goal differential is only three, so which is a lot until you look at what Arsenal has to do. So I think Man City are going in thinking that they need to just destroy Watford. So you think all the starters starts, you think it's another Gabriel Jesus and Sergio Aguero affair? Yeah, I do. Yep. And that means Raheem Sterling drops to the bench? Yep. And then Sané, Silva, De Bruyne will be out there as well. And then anyone behind that, uh, Yaya will probably play, and then anybody else's filler. Well, I like Nicholas Otamendi still, okay. As a, especially in the traditional FPL. I mean, for right. for DraftKings and for and you know, not that great because he doesn't cross at all. But for Taga and for other types of uh, of leagues that have more peripheral stats, he'll win some aerial duels. He'll get some tackles. Okay. Because uh, because Watford do want to put the ball in the air, because of, uh, Okaka, Dini, uh, they they do have some some forwards that could. They, they, that needs service like that. So someone like Otamendi and company will be asked to make some aerial duels and get some interceptions. I'm not sure Watford's going to have the ball enough to. No, that's that's true. But conceivably, when they're you know, if Man City are up one or two nil, you know, Watford, when they do have the ball, will try to send the ball into the box via the cross. Okay, they're I not going to try to. They're not going to try and play through Man City. Right. They won't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's also assuming that Watford, for example, go out and actually try to play all their starters. Right. Yep. We could see a bunch of guys we have no idea of for Watford. I mean, yeah, Watford had nothing to play for. They have no manager. And I mean, even if there are like a ton of available cheap options from Watford, you're not going to I see no reason to play them home against Man City. Yeah, it's. It's not. It's. I mean. I mean. I, 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 even from front to back. I mean. You might. We might see like Coastal Pantelamon in goal. Yeah, you could. Like, yep. Yeah. You know, it, it, this could be a real bloodbath in terms of who starts. I mean, if 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 one of my favorite players, Juan Carlos Zuniga, if he actually plays, I I still wouldn't start him. Yeah. I try. I tried in my head to kind of make it work, but no. <laughs> um, I mean, Daryl Yanmot's been getting some good run out recently. Uh, Capaselli, same thing. Um, but I, I, when you looked up and down the Watford bench, it's just there's nothing there. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. No reason I, for it. Yeah, it just it stinks. It stinks that, that you really can't. Get, I mean, it's going to be Manchester City one way traffic the whole way around. There's really not too much to it. Yeah, I mean, it was going to be that way even without, um, like, even if it wasn't the like if this was game week twenty two, like you'd, you'd still think Man City was going to steamroll them. So yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get to let's get to another game. So really, you start all the Man City options you like, and yeah. you start none of the Watford options because they all stink. Yeah, I think De Bruyne is probably the safest option now. De Bruyne has the lowest floor, highest floor. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. Lowest risk, highest floor. There you go. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. So let's go on to uh, Southampton, who finished the season at home at St. Mary's, where they've been traditionally pretty bad this season, and they take on a traveling Stoke City, who don't have too much to play for themselves. Uh, Manolo Gabbiadini still might not hit five goals, Andrew. That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Missed the penalty last week or yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was. Um, yeah. I mean, there's we not that we saw the injury coming because that obviously played a small part in it. But uh, there's no again, there's we, we don't know that or we don't have the the track record of guys coming into the Premier League in January and like lighting it up. Not that five goals was lighting it up, but 
there was just so much enthusiasm about him and he scored, you know, a few goals early on. And, uh, yeah, here we are game week, 38, four goals. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I just, I didn't, I, 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 we kept saying, Hey, should we adjust the number? And you're like, nah, Mm-mm. five is fine. And you were right. Congratulations. <laughs> five, five is the perfect number because I bet you if people were, you know, had to bet this weekend, Manolo Gabbiadini, you know, one goal, they're, I, I'm not. I actually wouldn't even know what to bet on that one if it was just Mendelo Gabi needing to score. I actually am not sure he's going to play. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the other factor. A lot of people because a lot of you ranked Charlie Austin this week. Yeah, Charlie Austin's been on the bench for the past few games. He was obviously their starter uh, before he hurt his shoulder, and he's back. And Claude Puel has kind of made a point that of talking about how Austin will get a chance this weekend, and why not start him. That's how I look at it. I mean, is he the future? Because if he's the future, you probably, I wouldn't want to like risk him in a, in a game that means nothing. Uh, I mean, I think it's a ben- beneficial to get him back out there just to play at least one more time, just to get some game minutes under him, even if the season's ending. You know, and who he'll knows? Have time to re- he'll have time to recover anyway. Right, and you know, if anybody's interested in Gabbiadini for next year, there's no reason to you know risk him. You know. Yeah, well, on the Stoke side, uh, we keep uh, we always mention two names in Arnautovic and Shakiri. Uh, I'll mention them again because there's really not too much else to be excited for for Stoke. Uh, yeah, that's that's how I would um, would look at it. Arnautovic is questionable with an arm injury, which for some reason I always find the funny is not the right word, but always funny when soccer players are down with like arm or hand injuries since. They're not supposed to they use them. They don't use them. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not that high on Arnautovic most weeks anyway. And Shakiri's just been such a, I mean, every time I take him, it seems like it, or, they're his bad games, although he's had a few pretty good ones in a row. So, um, on DraftKings, though, you're going to end up, it's going to be, I think, I think you're going to want to do basically a stars and scrubs this week because there are so many available scrubs. And, Shakiri at his price, it's kind of this weird middle zone where I just, there are a lot of guys who can kind of do things, but they're not their their upsides aren't high enough if you have to make up for these scrubs. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll react to that. Um, I'll react to that statement about what you should do this week, and when we do our DraftKings lineups later on in the show. Um, so we'll 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 try to keep this moving through the actual matchups. So. Uh, Chelsea at home against Sunderland. Uh, the, the the champions will probably play a B team, and Sunderland will probably play their – well, but I don't know what the difference between their A team and B team is, to be honest with you, because both of them are pretty bad. Which one? Sorry, you cut out a little bit. So, so Sunderland's A team versus Sunderland's B team. I don't even know if there's a difference. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, they're, they're all B teams. <laughs> um the It was funny how everyone's like, oh, when after they won – the game after they got relegated and everyone was like, Oh, well, you know, now they're really trying and then they got blasted. So, um, I'm just not sure what, I mean, they have no reason to play anybody either. Like it's almost like they don't want to showcase people because then, um, well, to be honest, some, some of the players, even if they don't want to showcase them, they have clauses in their contracts. For example, Jermaine Defoe can leave on a free transfer. Mm-hmm. He will. Yeah, oh, he's definitely going to leave. But I mean, what's funny about the Jermaine Defoe thing, I think everyone should have that clause in their contract because Jermaine Defoe can then ask for higher personal wages because they don't have to pay a transfer fee for him. Right, right. I mean, that's I mean, that's the best of both worlds. I mean, except for the fact that you were terrible for a season as far as your <laughs> team that you were on. But, you know, it, Jermaine Defoe comes out on top here. Oh, for sure, for sure. There's the whole, like, uh, I, I was complaining about this during um, – a Champions League slate recently and everyone was giving Juventus all this credit for signing Danny Alves on a free transfer. And I was like, why do we give clubs credit for signing guys on a free? And they're like, I can't believe they didn't pay anything for him. And it's like, yeah, the player took all the risk of playing until his contract ended and he chose the club you wanted to go to. I'm like, what did you do? I don't get well, it. Just goes like somebody's going to get thing. right. So exactly. Exactly. And like some premier league team is going to, There'll be articles like what great business they did getting Jermaine Defoe on a free when he scores like three goals in the first six games next year. And it's like, no, they they just happened to find a guy who wasn't 
Wasn't current attached. suitors are West Ham and Burnmouth. Yeah. And West oh, Brom. Great. Um, yeah, if he goes to Burnmouth, I mean, if I'm Callum Wilson, I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, I mean, he's injured. All he's the time. injured. Yeah, he has no, no leverage in that one. But, um. Ugh, but it ruins. Like, it ruins. Va- all right. You know what? It's a fine time to talk shenanigans. It ruins the value of like Charlie Daniels because you can't cross the ball to Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how Defoe fits into that team. Anyway, it I just hope he doesn't go to Burma. He can go to he can go to West Brom all he wants. Yeah, I don't really care where he goes. I, Toronto? Uh, oh no, he already did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you and you MLS people. All right, on the Chelsea side, uh, Michi Bashuai, the hero of the season, worth every penny, according to Rebecca Lowe after he <laughs> scored that goal, uh, and he'll be quickly rewarded with a sell elsewhere uh, in the summer. So. Uh, for Batshuayi, it's kind of a weird season. Uh, he's a celebrated sub, even though he barely was a sub. He would come on for like six minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a weird season for the uh, for the Belgian. And to be honest, I'm a little disappointed because I was big on Batshuayi. Yeah. What's funny is that you were big on Batshuayi before there was any thought that he was going to Chelsea. Yeah, I um, thought he was going to be great for Tottenham. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I Can they sell him knowing that Costa's gone? I'm assuming that they would sell him once they get Lukaku or someone of that ilk, like a Morata or Lukaku or something mm-hmm. like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, okay. I'm pretty know. sure Batshuayi is going to say, please, you know, please loan me or sell me because I don't want to sure. be on the bench when I'm 22 years old. Yeah. Um, he, Behind like a 23-year-old. Like, I was going to say he'll be 24 in October. Yeah, I think Lukaku's younger than, or about the same age. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what they'll do, but... Are you convinced that he's starting now? I'm convinced he's going to start this game for sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't want anything happening to that $90 million. Oh, I guess that's true. $90 million. Pounds. Right, right, right. Yeah, that investment is that, – I mean, that Chinese money is – I'm assuming that they actually have some kind of an agreement already. Uh, and that the minute that the season ends is they'll announce that there's like a pre-contract right. that, you know, until July 1st. And then July 1st, it will be the first transaction. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I think that's pretty much locked up. Uh, I think John Terry will also start. I if do, you too. Try to get a quick, uh, a, a cheap, clean sheet. Uh, Nathan Ake, I believe, will start as well. Um, Zuma? No, well, unless they put Ake as the left wing back, I don't think so. They wouldn't play Terry, Ake, and Zuma in the back three? No, because I'm pretty sure, they'd, I'm pretty sure they'd have Cahill back there still just for prosperity. <laughs> okay. Because he's the captain. No, Terry is. Oh yeah, if Terry's on the pitch, yeah. But <laughs> fine. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, it's gonna I, be. I guess, I, I guess Zuma could be out there. Yeah, I think Loftus Cheek, who like everybody is talking about, uh, is actually questionable, and so I'm not sure they're gonna play him if he's not that yeah. fit, which will ruin everybody's plans. Yeah, I do like I, Kennedy. He, Kennedy would be the left wing back in this situation. Okay. You can thank Jose Mourinho for that inspiration. <laughs> so no Alonso. I doubt that uh, Marcus Alonso plays. Okay. I doubt that Victor Moses plays. Uh, he might not. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure they'll put Espelicueta out there. Not Willian. Nah. Willian will start. Willian will play. Willian will play for Pedro. Yeah, but they're but Willian's already expensive. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, maybe maybe you can get like a uh, Nathan Halaba who comes in who might start. Ola Aina. Uh, I like Ola Aina. I mean, I it's going to be him. such garbage. And the worst thing is, is that it's not like. Do you think this is a high-scoring game? Uh, yeah, because oh, Sunderland do. are that terrible. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, and, and who and Sunderland may not play their starters until be they'll can you know theoretically be worse. Right. But, right. You know what? You know what else? You'd hope I they loved? were worse. You know what else I loved? Watching all the Chelsea players on loan during the EFL championship playoffs. <laughs> like Casey Palmer, Izzy Brown, Tammy Abraham. Uh, there's a Lucas Piazon. There are just so many Chelsea players just coming up to the Premier or, or potentially, you know, earning promotion. Actually, there's two on Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Uh, I don't believe there are any on Reading, but I don't think we can even call them Chelsea players. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying, like, it's just fun to see Chelsea is winning a lot. It, or something something associated with Chelsea is doing a decent amount of winning. If that and, then, group uh, of... and, then, and then Bertrand Traore, may, oh, how great would this be? Bertrand Traore, who Jose Mourinho just kind of marooned, uh, is the spark force, uh, the, 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 the number nine for Ajax, who would take out Jose Mourinho, get, preventing him from joining the Champions League next season. I really hope they win. I do too. I'm rooting I don't know so anybody who's specifically not. for Bertrand Traore. Yeah, but that, that group of championship guys that you listed—I mean, the odds that they combine for like four Chelsea appearances next year is so small. Very small, <laughs> especially when Chelsea are committing 200 million pounds to a transfer market this summer. Right, and they're going to get 90 back, <laughs> so they might—they actually might spend 290. Ugh. Gross. Right, it would be pretty. It is going to be. I think Chelsea are going to be very gluttonous this off season. Um, I mean, yeah, they they'll have they'll have the money to do it. Well, they'll have the money to do it, and then and the perceived need because they'll have to. They'll be in more competitions next year. In that, they'll be in one more competition next year. Right. That's why you're getting Fernando Llorente. <sighs> Maybe we'll get Victor Inichimi to pair with him. Oh. <laughs> No, they are not the same player before you don't at me on Twitter because of this. Like they are I know that Fernando Urande is better than Victor and Ichibi. So please do not bother with that. Okay, we have more games to get to, so we will go to the second place Tottenham who travel to Hull who are already relegated. This seems like a carbon copy analysis of Chelsea Sunderland, except Tottenham are on the road. And Harry Kane's going for the golden boot. He has the golden boot currently. He's two yes. Two over Lukaku entering the day. Yeah. Do you think they care enough to start him? No. To, yeah. No. They will say, Lukaku, if you get a hat trick, good for you. <laughs> Harry Kane, take a seat. He should sit. Uh, yeah. Christian Eriksen pl- didn't play yesterday or didn't start yesterday, so I'm guessing he does. But um, other than that, they've got, um, I guess Trippier was, Trippier missed out with a concussion. He is questionable for Sunday, which... What about, a, what about CCV in a back three? Um, I doubt it, but you never know. The guy, or Kyle Walker is out too. Or no, he's doubtful with an ankle injury, but they have another guy named Kyle Walker-Peters, which I love that they have <laughs> a Kyle Walker and a Kyle Walker-Peters, and they have a Musa Dembele and may bring in the other Musa Dembele. Uh, so maybe oh, he man. starts, but yeah, we'll see. It's like those. Uh, it's like those droids in in Star Wars, the ones that go like Roger, 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 Roger. <laughs> I only saw the first three. You are just a terrible human Sorry. being. I did like them. Uh, anyway, so I don't know who's going to start for Spurs. It could be a number of young guys. They have no reason to to get any of their guys hurt. I did tweet yesterday, in spite that the great thing about. Uh, Harry Kane for Tottenham is that no club, no big club outside of England wants him. So they don't have to worry about him going somewhere else. The only place that I, yeah, there's really no other place that he probably would want to go except for maybe Arsenal, which was his boyhood club, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he's, I think that isn't happening. So, but like when you think about it, obviously none of the big clubs outside of England and frankly, English strikers tend not to translate that well they don't even leave that so actually i have no we have no idea if they're good or not because they never leave but like if you look at the big clubs in the other leagues he he wouldn't start on any of them right now even as how good he is and then if you make it to the english teams like where would he fit like he's not uh, uh, he would fit perfect he would fit very nicely on chelsea if costa leaves and they don't get lukaku he um, fit nicely there uh i guess yeah, I guess all high motor, high effort, tenacity. Yeah, that's that that that's that sounds about right. And can finish with both feet. That sounds great. I'll take it. <laughs> much 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 better than Solomon Rondon. Well, as we rehash yeah. that argument. Yeah, I'm not rehashing which, that which, argument. Which, which was not really the argument, but I made it that right. argument. Right, it was never the argument, but somehow became the argument. Where were we talking yeah. about? Uh, we were talking about Tottenham traveling to Hull, so uh, basically, it's the it, you know is is Tottenham going to play its starters? Unlikely. Uh, 
I ranked I ranked as if they would, but I honestly don't know. Um, and Hull, same situation as Sund- uh, as Sunderland to Chelsea. Hull are in the same situation to Tottenham. Yeah, that's exactly what. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not gonna start going with like Vincent Janssen or yeah, nobody Musa else. Dembele. No, I'm not playing Musa Dembele. No, I mean, there really isn't much. To, I mean, there isn't too much. Or I mean, what was that? Kevin Weeks? That was that was his name. Winks, Harry Winks. Winks. He's Harry out. Winks. He's out yes. anyway. Like there's really not this. There's, there's Kevin Vimmer was the other name I was thinking. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You're not playing any of those guys, to be honest. I mean, it's not. I'm staying away I, from this game. I, I mean, it, Son may be the only player that from the starting lineup of any prominence that may continue to play. And even if the I mean, the one worry that I have is the starters play and they play at like half speed, right? Or they play f- half of the game. You take Erickson and he gets pulled after fifty, or you know stuff like that. Like that's a, that's another issue that we're going to have. Like even if guys start, there's a great chance that they don't finish. So there's that to deal with. So yeah, yep. I would stay away from this game. And they get the business done in the forty-five minutes that they right. play. Right. That's yeah, I mean, you're you you tend to be a little safer with defenders, I think. But, um, but. Still, they can they can come off. Only so high of a ceiling, anyway. So we have uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six more games to get to. So let's get to them. We have Burnley taking on West Ham up north at Turf Moor. Uh, man, pass! Like I like I hate this game everywhere, except for Tom Heaton. Um, I think the problem is that we have no idea what the Robbie Brady deal is with. Burnley. Yeah, but even Scott Arfield's been okay yeah. when Brady doesn't play. Right. Um, yeah, I think Brady's still kind of worth worth going after if he starts. And West, I mean, again, who knows? Two teams that have nothing to gain. I mean, each team has something to gain because they can move in the table, and that's a few extra million pounds. But you're not gonna you're not gonna risk guys because of that. And so, I don't know. Even if you got cheap guys out of this game, I'm not sure you're really playing them. I think Sam Byram is potentially someone to look at on the West Ham side. Um, I, I feel like we've we've tried the Sam Byram experiment yeah, a few times. We've, this we've, we've tried we've tried a whole bunch of things and they just don't work. Yeah, that one. There's not much going there. So it's there it really isn't. I, I I wish that there was more that I could say, but there just isn't. Um, I agree. I mean there. Yeah. The only thing uh, that I was going to bring up, speaking of of West Ham, is there were two stats that um, I tweeted out yesterday uh, while I was doing the Chi-Chi for this one, in that just to remind people how good Dimitri Payet was when he was here, that he currently has the 12 most crosses and the ninth most chances created in the Premier League this season. And he hasn't played since January 2nd. And the guy he was supposed to replace, or the guy that replaced him, excuse me, was Robert Snodgrass. And Snodgrass leads Hull in like five attacking categories, including goals. <laughs> like I think it's goals, assists, crosses, chances created, and fouls drawn. Snodgrass leads Hull on, in all of those, and he hasn't played for them since January. So there's that. I wouldn't play either of those guys this weekend, particularly Payet. You don't want to play him since he's not in the game. Yeah, Pyatt would be a bad option. That would be a bad, bad decision. Yeah. You'll waste so much time looking for him. That... Do you have more for this? Or... No, I don't. Okay. Let's go off to Leicester, who take uh, last year's champs, who take on Birdmouth. Um, it's, it's a lot of nothing in this one, but I do think that Birdmouth will play their full squad. For development purposes only, to see how they transition in the next year, because that's how they've done it. I think that's right. It's it, you still have to look for the Ryan Fraser Junior Stanislas combination. If they both play, probably more towards Ryan Fraser. And obviously, if only one of them plays, you definitely want to select one of them if they are the only of the two. Uh, yeah, yeah, just um, because they become the real big focal points for the offense. Fraser and Stanislas. 
Yeah, if they are the only, if, if only one of those two play, whoever does play becomes pretty much the focal point for turning defense into offense. Right, and you'd rather that than the Josh King who finishes it. Uh, I mean, rather is too strong. But I mean, I, I think you'll get a higher floor from those two versus King. Certainly a higher floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you won't. You won't get the. You won't, yeah, you won't get the potential of you know getting multiple goal outputs because they just tend to not get uh, Frazier especially doesn't tend to get goals period. But you know Stani Slas and Frazier probably won't score twice. Uh, Josh King certainly could. Yeah, uh, the one guy that has been pretty good um, was has been Mark Pugh, um, and by good I mean like a decent floor in a lot of games. You know, he's in that seven to ten range, which is pretty good because he does shoot. So if he scores, it's a pretty good. A pretty good day at 3,800. I mean, that's pretty cheap for a slate where you want to go heavy on a few spots. So uh, I like Pew. Yeah. Lester, uh, on the Leicester side, uh, they just got blasted, obviously, by Spurs. I mean, they. it doesn't matter what they do at this point. but Yeah, I, th- I think they're done. Uh, yeah, Demerai Gray. It seems like a Demerai Gray game, so I would like great. him when he's starting. I'd love one. Yeah. And then – Ben Chilwell may start also. They're having some problems in the back, and so Christian Fuchs has moved inside, which has allowed Chilwell to start at left back. Chilwell had a goal yesterday, but had their only goal yesterday, and somehow was still allowed to score it. I mean, he had like a wide-open goal. All he had to do was basically chip it with his right foot, and he clearly has no confidence in his right foot, so he basically took it on his left and had to juke a few times and still was able to roll it in because Hugo Lloris was out of the box, but... Man, that guy got a right foot. <laughs> he still would have scored the goal, but much in a much simpler fashion. Much simpler. Much simpler. But yeah, those are the only two guys that I would think about. All right. Let's go to Wales, shall we? Where Swansea will take on West Brom. Who, oh, I mean, basically, this is about like who floats to the bottom faster i mean west brom have already been tanking and swansea now can breathe their sigh of relief right right yeah uh the yeah this is this could be really ugly i hate to say it but it's like it seems like the perfect situation to rest gilfie sigurdsson i mean he's we'll finally get to see wayne routledge's potential mm-hmm. is uh no well actually he is coming back from injury I don't even know what they do if Sigurdsson doesn't play. I mean, I guess Luciano Narsing could possibly get the start, but, I mean, this guy has done absolutely yep. everything for them. Yeah. I guess it's a John home Joe game, Shelby? so maybe they do. Yeah, John Joe Shelby. Yeah, He'll be back. Right. Yeah, he will be. Um, So I, I like Sigurdsson, but there's every reason for him not to play a full game, and so spending so much on him, even in a great matchup, you know, I think you can spend elsewhere better. And then on the West Brom side, it's been well chronicled by me. 40 points means end of season. Uh, Chris Brunt, though, still plays like he has something to play for. But that that's about it. Why does Chris Brunt have something to play for? Well, I'm just saying he plays like he does. Oh, oh, oh. He gotcha, does. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, isn't he captain? Is he captain? I don't know, man. Don't it could know. be Craig Dawson. I don't know. I mean, it could be anybody. Probably not Salomon Rondon, but uh, Un- unlikely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Macaulay. I don't know why. What I'm about him? Was he captain? <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking about. Anyway, I, I wouldn't touch anybody from West Brom. Matt Phillips is going to be looks highly doubtful, and I'm not I'm not buying Chris Brunt even against Swansea. I think McGareth Macaulay is the third captain. <laughs> The captain is Darren Fletcher and Chris Oh, Brunt. that's right. That's right. And the cap and the vice captain is Chris Brunt. Okay. Yeah, Fletcher became captain like days after he arrived from Manchester United. The ultimate sign of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get let's talk about a different game. This is awful. Yes. Let's talk about Manchester United who take on Crystal Palace. Uh the Wilfred Saha revenge game for Beat you. me to it. Beat me to it. Well done, Mike. I just, I just, I, I've received the pattern. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, 
he's there. I wonder if this might be a um, Bakary Sacco game. That would be fun. I like Bakary Sacco. Yeah. Bakari Sacco. Bakari? I, 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 do, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so he. I, I think it's pronounced Bakari, but it doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, it doesn't. He matter. doesn't play enough where it's actually no. Worthwhile. But he might now. He might now. Thirty-five hundred. He's going to be a filler I, right there. I, Manchester I, I, I'll United. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If he if he starts, he's in my lineup. Yeah. Period. Manchester United is going to have nobody. I mean, nobody. Um, nobody. I think I think Mourinho's made it pretty clear his thoughts on what uh, what season he's more. Yeah. Uh, Which he should. I mean, at this yeah. point, he he can't get a top four, and so. And this is where he should be focusing. But the and there's no potential he falls out of Europa next year. Right, right, right. So this tournament that he the tournament that he loves so much all of a sudden. Right. The so yeah, I think it's funny to see all of the or not. And it's not not many of us, but there are a few of us who write about fantasy Premier League and who everybody trying to like figure out who all these like 13 year olds at Manchester United are going to roll out this weekend. But uh, I would yeah, I like Sacco. Because uh, uh, Andros Townsend is out, so and Johan Kabai is questionable, so there's like a very good chance Sacco could be in and be on corners against a Manchester United under seventeen well, side. What, so, what if, what if someone like I guess Punchin Jet- could take some of them too? Yeah, I was about to say Punchin or even like Mil- Milivojevic. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't know if he's taking. He, take, he takes their penalties. Um, I would say he took a penalty. Okay, he took a penalty. Yeah. I think he's taken the last two, though. Um, I don't know. I was also going to say Mile Jedinak, but I don't think Aston Villa are in this one. No, no. <laughs> Not next year either. No, no. This is just like what I thought that someone else on Aston Villa was going to play. Um, was it, uh, it was like a defender, like Neil Taylor. Uh, or, that's exactly no, who it was, wasn't yeah. it? It's someone like that. doesn't matter. No. I basically know a lot of people who are on Aston Villa accidentally. <laughs> Tangential knowledge that it means absolutely nothing. Right. Okay. Uh, so for Crystal Palace, actually, do you, I actually think they get a win. Uh, I, think I, Manchester, yeah. I think Manchester United get booed off of Old Trafford. Um, I don't think they get booed at all. I mean, they just need to make sure that anybody who may play Wednesday does not get hurt. Speaking of which, Chris Olson brought this up to me. Uh, excuse me, Chris Owen brought this up to me today. Did you hear Mourinho? asked the Premier League to move their game to Saturday so they would have an extra day for Europa. Yeah. Yes. Is there anybody who complains about the schedule more than him? It's almost no. like he just got here every year. Like he Correct. had no idea. And, and, for, and furthermore, Real Madrid have the, almost the same schedule. Yeah. Yep. Like, and so he was just there too. So it's, like, it's not like it's like a weird schedule he's not used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like he's been in Germany for 10 years where they take December off and only have 19 teams or 18 teams in the league anyway. Like it's ugh. whatever. Uh, so yeah, the Manchester United, like the, the weird thing is, is that even if they have like a bunch of youngsters, like who are you like? The only place I think I'd really go is just any fullback basically. Like we've seen Antonio Valencia and occasionally blind on, you know, and Darmian, like they, they've all been fairly reasonable because they cross enough. And so I just wonder. But what, if, what if someone like Ashley Young plays at? I think he's still back. out. But I'm saying someone who's a midfielder who, who's yeah. playing at left back. You, you can't take that guy. Uh, oh, right. Uh, well, you could if. Well, it depends who it is. But you're you're right. I wouldn't waste a midfield spot on a Manchester United 17 year old playing left back. You're right. I don't think I'm going anywhere. I think, yeah, Sacco. I Sacco will get plenty of attention. I think. Particularly with Townsend, and if Kabai is out, I think he could fit in pretty well. I don't know why Big Sam hates him so much, but or maybe it's Punchin. Maybe Punchin's the key. Other other than the Zaha revenge game, of course. <laughs> of course, and you know that Zaha is going to you know play all the positions, right? He's mm-hmm. going to play striker. He's going to play uh, attacking midfielder. Uh, no, but Christian Benteke uh, for this one, I like him a lot in this. Uh, I think he's yeah he's worth a dart throw for yeah because who's gonna, who's going to be who's going to be the center back pairing for this? Well, who knows? That's my point. Yeah, and you cannot throw small inexperienced players at Christian Benteke. He will mm. bully them. Yeah, I like that. He had a fantastic goal for Aston Villa. I remember at Old Trafford a few years ago yeah. from outside the box, I believe. 
Yeah, if he if if, if he played midfield, uh, if, if oh actually you know what? if he was on Manchester United, I think that Jose Mourinho would play him as a central defensive midfielder because he's good at defending corners. Thankfully, we don't have to consider that. At least not this week. Uh, but uh, Manchester United, are there any young players that kind of excite you if they play? No. There, uh, no. Mo- mostly because I don't know. I don't know. The, the names that I'm seeing are literally names I've never seen before. And so, like, I can't give an opinion on Matthew Willock or Dimitri Mitchell. Like, I, I don't know who these kids are. So I apologize to our listeners. But uh, what is this guy's name? Scott McTominay? Mc, yeah, like, good luck. Too many syllables. Let's go on to the game that everyone will have in the small picture of their picture in picture. It's Anfield. It's Liverpool. They're trying to maintain their top four position by taking on already relegated Middlesbrough. If they do not win, they do not deserve top four. Uh, Correct. Uh, I'm going to say that they will score a decent amount of goals in this one. (laughs) Um, now, the only question is how many of them go through Brad Guzan's legs. Oh, poor guy. Not even here to defend himself. Uh, the, yeah, the only. He, basically, he's counted on the days till he's on an MLS team. <laughs> Which is soon. The only kind of lineup thing for Liverpool is that Roberto Firmino is questionable, which means we could see Sturge start again. And, uh, I mean, Sturge is still pretty good when he starts. Um so we'll see that. Would it be Sturridge and Origi up I front? Think, I think so. Um, but I, I think, don't see why not. I right. don't see why not. You would just throw everything you have at Burrow until you get two goals, and then right. you kind of back off just a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. I think Coutinho is the, the top play from the game, though. Like, I think he's still yeah. he's still the guy that you want. If, if you're going to pay up, I think I don't think anybody has his upside from this game. Yeah, I like him. I like Lalana uh, because you'll you saw it when. Middlesbrough played Chelsea when Chelsea clinched the title. Um, th- basically, you just chip the ball diagonally over their defenders, and you're in. Yeah, I think he's expensive, but I think you could really consider James Milner too. Yep. You know, because he'll be one of those players running in behind. He's, yeah, I mean they're. But yeah, Coutinho uh, is the I, guy I, I'm looking I, at. Before, before we last talked, like that was, you know, that would, that I mean that was bit that oh sorry was. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that was basically you know, what before Chelsea scored. I mean, it was just like wave after wave after wave of attack. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so it's so weird that you agree with me on this. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to this game. It's you're, you're going to want you're going to want Coutinho and everyone else is kind of goal dependent other than Milner. And even that, I mean, he's a bit he's goal dependent to really make value on 7000. Mm-hmm. But the difficulties that anybody else can score. Origi, Origi's actually been pretty awful, but Sturridge scored last week. Lalana, um, Lalana's actually been a bit quiet since he came back, but uh, you know he had a run earlier in the year where he was fine. So, yeah, you're going to want the Liverpool guys. And uh, I don't even if Adam Atriori starts, I don't like him. Me uh, it, for Middlesbrough, I, I just don't. I don't like him. Uh, I don't like anybody on Middlesbrough going forward. And that's not a very loose. That that's not a very weak. Yeah, lip. watch out! Whoa, hot take. Yes, I know, right? Uh, and I mean, I do like George Friend if you get peripheral stats because he will be very busy. I guess. I mean, uh, he but he's going to let up so many. I think they're going to let up so many goals where it doesn't matter. Well, letting up the goals doesn't. I mean, it depends on the scoring either, system. But, but yeah. um, you're right. It depends on the scoring system. But the yeah, I, I wouldn't. I've been avoiding Middlesbrough players for most of the season. We had a nice run with Stuart Downing a few weeks ago, but nothing changes at this one. Patrick Patrick Bamford. I mean, you really going to take him at Anfield? It's not like Liverpool light the world on fire defensively. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy that $4,300 for three points when he doesn't score. <sighs> Patrick Bamford. <laughs> What is dead may never die. You don't get that reference likely because you probably don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't. I've seen the first season, I think. This is why we, this is this is why we can't have nice things. Hmm. 
Who scored? Who scored for Middlesbrough against Southampton? Was it Bamford? I believe it was. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. He scores yeah. every. He scores every time he starts. Oh, that's not true. Or at least in the Premier League. Yeah. Well, for Middlesbrough. Anyway. Fine. So yeah, he's a hundred percent success rate. You're right. Maybe I should start him. <laughs> Who needs Sergio right, Aguero? Let's get to the game that we all care about, right? It's Arsenal at the Emirates taking on Everton. Uh, Everton probably would like to be the team that kind of puts the nail in the Arsenal coffin. Specifically, Romelu Lukaku scoring against Everton would be rather nice for his uh, former and potentially future employer of Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> Do you think he cares more? Scoring against Arsenal? No. Yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> Absolutely checking. not. Just I'm, just, I'm just stating a potential narrative because it sounds fun. Oh, okay. Um, I think Alexis will be really popular this week. It's either going to be him or Coutinho, who is higher owned in in most most contests. Um, and the weird like Mesut Ozil's really come on lately, which is more frustrating than anything else because like where was this? last season or excuse me earlier in the season um he created 12 chances in their last game and it's like i I just i just don't understand where this guy was the whole season it's nice of him to bring it on now um but at 7900 he's taken pretty much all corners most set pieces even shooting opportunities so you have to consider him at least and then i'm not sure there's a ton otherwise from them i mean bellerin has been pretty good lately back in is this wing back although he doesn't always start i think oxlade chamberlain's not going to play so bellerin should keep his starting spot but uh aaron ramsey didn't start in the midweek so he's a i think he's a decent one for tournaments at least to 4400 that's pretty cheap for a guy who might score i guess that ringing endorsement um and then yeah i'm not I, i'm not taking anybody from everton Maybe the def- maybe the center backs are on the sand duel because I do think that – I mean, Arsenal, not only do they have to win, they have to make up a five-goal differential. So, Yeah, but that means to me that – and Kuman knows that. I think he'll play quick counterattack. Counter, yeah, maybe. Yeah, which, which I think will I, – I actually like Lukaku in this one. It's not, again, not a very weak limb, but I, I, I do like Lukaku a lot. Okay. I think that that's fair. I mean, uh, the the difficulty is is that if you like Coutinho, if you if you go with Coutinho and uh, Alexis, Alexis, I mean, you could get Lukaku. Uh, it's not impossible to get all three. In fact, I think that's going to yeah. be the strategy this week: is well, three yeah. high price guys and then fill in the rest with youngsters. Perfect segue into the DraftKings contest, and I want to preface that I'm I filled out a lineup that I am ninety nine percent sure I will not use on Sunday. Oh, great. And, 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 and it's because of what you just mentioned. I want to go with that stars and scrubs mentality, but I don't know which scrubs are playing. So I don't right. want to try to choose them now. Like that's just that's yep. a futile enterprise. But I do go into this. You know, I'm going to present a lineup that I'm pretty sure is going to play that if you just set it today, you can play it on Sunday and be competitive. OK. With that being said, I am starting off with goalkeeper. Can you guess who it is? Tom Heaton. It's my greatest hits. It's Tom Heaton, everybody. Uh, you know, Tom Heaton, there is no reason not to play him. Is that um, fair? Um, I mean, the reasons would be to choose other guys. That's the reason. At, at, at the 4,900, he's one of the le- less expensive keepers with good goal, uh, clean sheet uh, potential. Yeah, yeah. I could and see he, him with he, a two-save clean sheet win. And he's at for home. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I think he, I think he's underpriced at 4900 Okay. I okay. think that's fair. As a, as a favorite, I, I think that's a little underpriced. Yes. Yeah. I have also well, – well, so I have Sam Byram and I have Nicholas Otamendi as my defenders. I have no interest in actually starting Sam Byram. I did yeah. just want to – just put him out there, but I'm waiting to see if like Martin Caceres on Southampton starts at uh, at a right back, if that's possible. Um, or if, I mean, Martin Caceres is just someone I thought of. Uh, there are Yo, other Jeremy players. Pede or yeah, or somebody. They'll ruin it with Steve McQueen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, remember when Tyrone Mings was a player? 
I do. I do. An own goal and then a four-game suspension. Yeah, and if Ola Aina plays, which is very rare and very doubtful to me, but if he does play, he's a $2,500 Chelsea defender. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's someone who I'll have my eye on. Uh, and, th- th- I mean, there's not too much elsewhere in that range. I mean, Sam Byram's 3400 and Otamendi 3500 So I think at that price range, I'm probably getting two of the better options. But by all means, I'm going to be looking down in the list so I yeah. can try to save some money. Not yeah. up. I am not going to pay the big money for James Milner. Hmm. I, I didn't either, but I think the closer I get to Sunday, I may end up doing it. Um, I paid 4100 for Eldon Yakupovich home against Spurs, thinking that they're not going to play Harry Kane. Uh, I also really considered Wayne Hennessy at Manchester United. Even if they they play a bunch of nobodies, it's still been a decent place for visiting goalkeepers this year. So I wouldn't shy away from that one. Uh, and then I paid... 5100 for Ryan Bertrand, uh, more because I had the money. I, I think that's going to also be an issue that you'll pay up for. You'll pay up for the guys you want, and then you'll fill in with the cheaper guys, and you'll have a lot of money left. Um, which so I think actually paying up for goalkeeper won't be that hard this this week. And then right now I have a spot for Kyle Walker Peters at 2500 because I wanted to talk about the fact that he has <laughs> almost the exact same name as his teammate. You just wanted to you wanted to let everyone know that he exists, right? Yeah, that's it. And then I have uh, basically four or five midfielders. Um, I chose uh, Bakari Sacco at thirty five. Um, I currently have Aaron Ramsey in there at forty four hundred, which I doubt I'll keep, but he's in there. And then the three guys I spent up on were ninety eight hundred for De Bruyne, ten thousand for Alexis, and ten three for Coutinho. So yep, those so are the I three think, that I went, Alexis, Coutinho, and De Bruyne. And I figured you were going to do that and take a stab at a couple of the lower-priced guys. I'll just tell you who I also had my eye on while I do this. But I actually went with the more balanced approach. So I have David Silva at 6,700. Mm. I have Junior Stanislas at 6,800. Wow. I have uh, I have Willian at 8,300. Leroy Sané, who is massively underpriced at 7,300. And I also have Gabby Jesus at 8,900. I don't know why. Sané's been pretty good lately. Um, even he, like he's not even scoring and he's still hitting double digits. So I wouldn't necessarily say he's massively underpriced, but 7,300 is pretty good for that. Um, and I'm also not sure why uh, Gabriel Jesus is so much cheaper than Aguero. Because he's probably going to have to play out wide. Um, oh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you asked. That's the reason. Yeah, I mean, he had a goal. In, he had 28 points last week with Aguero I, there. I, so I'm not saying it's necessarily crippling. I'm just saying you wanted the reason why. Yeah. I think that's going to be the reason why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for but to, I, so but the, we mentioned him earlier, but Demarai Gray at 5900, I think, is good. Mark Pugh at 3800. Yeah, McQueen's well, at 31. Like, there's some. I guys. was going to say Jeffrey Schlupp at 31 is also someone I would consider yeah because Schlupp could get the start um in townsend spot front. yes exactly it, bingo yeah that's exactly who i was thinking of yeah. uh it, and that and, and loftus cheek is 3200 and uh nathaniel Holaba, same thing at 3200 for chelsea if either of those two guys start i will be looking their direction yeah i think those are nice calls chelsea's gonna give us some nice ideally some nice cheap guys but you know we'll just the only difficulty there is that, like, if Fabregas, Hazard, and Willian don't start, which is possible, then we have no idea who's taking corners. Willian? Oh, no, you said no, Willian. Yeah, if Willian doesn't start. Yeah. Like, would it be, would it be Loftus-Cheek? Azpilicueta, maybe. Oof. No, no one, no, no, they, you know what they do? Short corners. Right, right. Uh, and Kennedy is 3,700, mm-hmm. who would be a p- potential option for corners. Yep. Oof. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like the best and worst slate of the season. In fact, it's not the best. It's definitely the worst slate of the season. It's not the worst slate of the season because it's not like a four-game slate where you don't care about the results, where they only score two goals in the four games, and then Burnley scores two goals in one game to match it. Yeah, I, I guess that was the worst. That I guess. was the worst. It's it's definitely the hardest. I think Jordan Cooper's been the one who's been kind of making the point that this is this is the week that requires the most skill because. If you have the all these cheap guys and you, you have to know the right situations, you know, like 
The reason Ahmed why Buta. we talk about Jeremy Pete and Sam McQueen is because the Southampton fullbacks cross a lot. And while the Manchester United ones cross a bit, you know, cross a lot, part of that is because Valencia himself crosses a lot, not necessarily because they always do it. And Daly Blind was on corners, so like that helps because those are free corners, but they're free crosses, but that doesn't necessarily mean whoever comes in takes them. So I don't know. It's a, yeah, there's a lot to process. Also, obviously, 20 lineups that you have to, you know, work through in 60 minutes. I also like Ahmed Musa if he starts. Mm. Forgot yeah. about him mm. for for uh, for Leicester. Right. No thanks. I mean, yeah, no thanks. Ultimately, but still, <laughs> if you're looking, if you're looking, I mean, if you want to go that, if because you plays the wrong position of forward, you're not going to pay down there. You're just going to pick a midfield forward that's expensive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you, I mean, I'm looking for the midfield and defense eligible cheap options, right? So, you know, that, I think that's where you're going to see a lot of very inexpensive defenders and even more inexpensive midfielders on the winning slates this weekend. I think that's right. All right, and I think that's right is a great way to sum up the way that I've thought about the season going into the weekend because I thought I was right most weeks in DraftKings, and how did I end up, Andrew? Not so right. Mostly wrong. That's correct. And on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Andrew, next time we talk, it's going to be about nonsense and shenanigans. <laughs> Your favorite time of year? It's my Christmas. Thank you, everyone, for suffering through 38-plus episodes of me this season. And you will be thankful that I am still so diligent in the offseason because I will bring you the transfers that matter and the transfers that don't. On the offseason episodes of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast coming to you next. Also, please keep in touch with Andrew and the MLS Fantasy Soccer Podcast that will be going on throughout the summer. So you can keep you keep on catching him there. But thank you, everyone, for another great season and good luck on the final weekend. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.